Parsha Shalach is all about the tragic story of the Miraglim. The episode begins innocently. Am Yisrael is getting ready to enter the land, and they want to know what awaits them. They decide to send a group ahead to scout out Eretz Yisrael and report back. It makes sense. However, the tale very quickly turns to anything but innocent. The Miraglim go, they check out the land, and they bring back what the Torah calls an evil report. The people immediately buy into this fear of the unknown, this newfound homeland that they don't actually want to go to. And they decide that they don't want to complete the mission of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, and the entire generation is punished as a result. Now, many Mepharshim question why Hashem or even Moshe would sign off on such a mission in the first place. Well, on the one hand, the Psukim seemed to indicate that these were great men, leaders of their Shevet, trusted to carry out this very important mission. On the other hand, we know that Moshe changed Yoshua's name to give him extra chizuk, extra protection on this mission. We also learn Moshe's true feelings about the mission later in Sefer Dvarim, where he shares that he had concerns and that this was a mistake from the start to send them. Rumchaim Shmulevitz teaches from here the often forgotten yesod in chinuch and in raising children, which is sometimes you need to let people make a mistake in order for them to learn and to grow. Now, whether Moshe knew this, what was going to happen at the time, or it was proven in hindsight, the sending of the Miraglim proved to be a watershed moment for this generation that would delay their travels 40 years and ultimately preclude them from entering the land of Israel. So therefore, we must try to understand on the most basic of levels, how could this have happened? How could the people make such a costly mistake when it seems like the leadership knew it was a bad idea from the start? How could the leaders of Am Yisrael, the, the Rashi B'nai Yisrael, mislead the public so badly to the point where the only way they could move forward was to wait for the entire generation to die out before going into the next phase? Simply put, where did the Miraglim and the rest of the nation who followed after, where did they go wrong? Rav Moshe Feinstein and Darish Moshe suggest that it was simply a question of their amuna and where their amuna stemmed from. On the surface, you would think that this generation clearly did not struggle with amuna. This was a nation that witnessed the Eser Makos, Kriyas Yamsuf, Matan Torah, Mun falling from the sky, traveling wells, clouds of glory. The list goes on and on of what this generation experienced firsthand. How could such a door possibly face any challenges in amuna? But Rav Moshe explains very profoundly that these nisim, these nature-bending miracles are what their amuna was based on. They did not live normal lives. There was nothing normal about their entire existence. They were alive and sustained only through supernatural divine intervention. And because of that, they actually had an amuna issue because it was limited to their type of existence. Their amuna was not achieved through deep intellectual endeavors or philosophical explorations or even normal life experience. It was simply based on their past experience, which in this case was supernatural. It was miracles. Rav Eliyahu Schlesinger connects this idea to the aftermath of the Cheda Egel. When Hashem informs Moshe what is going on down in the camp, he tells him in Shemos Periklamid Beis Pasuchas, Saru Maher Min Haderach, that they have quickly strayed from the path. Why did Hashem say Maher, quickly? What does the Torah emphasize the speed in which they strayed? They've strayed. Sarum in Aderach. Go deal with it. Why Maher? Rav Schlesinger explains that the Torah is emphasizing how quickly they strayed 
because of all that they had experienced before that. The long list of miracles that they had experienced firsthand was not enough to preserve their faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, their emuna in Hashem, their emuna in Moshe. The Torah says maher, to show that as soon as the going got tough, the people got going, the people strayed. Their speed highlighted the fundamental emuna issue they were struggling with. What we see from both of these instances is that this quote-unquote quick emuna does not last. Perhaps this is why we constantly try to remember Yitzias Mitzrayim. The Zechira has become a part of our daily tefillah. Kiddush on Shabbos, Kriya Shema. We constantly try to invoke Zechiras Yitzias Mitzrayim so that we can internalize the emuna that emanated from there. Not in a quick and superficial way, but slowly and methodical so that we can internalize it. We see that the Meraglim's emuna was based on the many miracles that Hashem had done for them, as opposed to being able to build emuna over time by seeing Hashem in their daily lives. And because of this, there was a deficiency. This caused them, as Unculus puts it, to deliver not a false report, they didn't lie, but an evil one. It wasn't that they lied about anything they had seen. Rather, they took every opportunity to slant their reports in such a way that would convince the people that this was not the land for them. This also helps us understand why Yehoshua and Kalev were able to rise above the rest of it. The Pasuk tells us that Kalev made a special trip to Davin and Hebron. Perhaps Kalev recognized that he needed Zechuzavos. He needed the merits of his fathers to plug into his roots. And he needed to dive into Hashem along his trip, along the way. Not in a superficial way, but in a deep and meaningful and introspective way. And for Yoshua, Moshe infused the name of Hashem into Yoshua's name. Perhaps to remind him where his emuna comes from. That Hashem is always with you, even without the wondrous miracles of the Midbar. This is the Musr of the Miraglim. You know, we all f- fall prey to this attitude when we face challenges in emuna. We start to interpret the events of our daily lives in a way that creates distance between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We see the evil in simple things, just like the Miraglim, struggling to see Yad Hashem, questioning if he even cares or if he's with us at all. And this is where we have to sniff out this mentality and rise above it. And conversely, when we live with Amuna and we carry Hashem with us everywhere, and we recognize that the same way Hashem can make food fall from the sky, He can, of course, ensure a smooth and safe transition to the land of Israel, and He can even transform any aspect of my life, keheref ayin, in the blink of an eye. We have the ability to be successful in any endeavor if we know and internalize that Hashem is with us. Emir Hashem, may we all be zochet to internalize the lessons of the Miraglim, specifically in the realm of Emuna. To learn from Yoshua and Kalev, to constantly walk with Hashem through Dibor and Tefillah in order to always be strengthening our Amuna. And if we're able to do these things, we will find that our Amuna is where we draw the ability to rise above any situation because we know that however daunting it may seem, Hashem is in our corner and He will help us overcome any challenge that we have in our constant drive and mission in becoming the very best versions of ourselves. Good Shabbos.